1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon's been explaining Nick Hammond's role at Celtic And he says he'd encourage his players to walk off If they're racially abused against Lazio Stephen Gerrard and Alfredo Morelos Are named manager and player of the month for September And Stephen Robinson's looking ahead to third against fourth As Aberdeen head to Lanarkshire I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans As things stand after the international break Rangers are the champions elect They need only... Equal or better Anything that Celtic do from now on And the champions elect will become the champions proper And Celtic's dream of 10 in a row will be over I said before a ball was kicked at the start of the season A draw is a disaster A defeat is a catastrophe Celtic have now had a disaster Followed by a catastrophe Now they must do that journey in the opposite direction From woeful to wonderful Instead of wonderful to woeful As was the case Prior to the international break And they must start tomorrow Against Ross County I think you've been winding yourself up Over the international break <laughs> But we are back Craig Beatty it, seem, it, it seemed like a long old time Because Scotland um, Haven't been very good recently uh, But what a great weekend to, to kick us back off Yeah absolutely Some some fantastic matches Coming out this weekend and, and something that We've not said for a while You know when we're in the bulk Of the season That an opportunity for Celtic to regain top spot. You know, it's, we've not said that for a, for a number of years, really. Um, and you know, eighth play tenth, eleventh play twelfth, third play fourth. We've already mentioned so there's opportunities for teams to put a bit of distance between their, their close rivals. And the number you need to get in touch tonight is oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet at Clyde SSB. This is I know the international break can uh, seem like a long time. It can. Bring a bit of doom and gloom But we are back tomorrow The SPFL gets back underway In its fullness So let's hear from you How do you think your team Are going to go this weekend What else is on your mind 0141 951 1025 Good fixtures everywhere Hugh Yeah great as I say And listen I'm standing by what I said It's a perfectly logical case Rangers are two points in front If they equal everything Celtic do Or better anything Celtic do There's nothing Celtic can do about it Therefore the Ross County game tomorrow Is vitally important for Neil Lennon Ross County have had uh, A draw with Hearts away Should have won They had a last minute penalty Missed it They've beaten Motherwell at Fir Park Which is a, a good result Given the way Motherwell have been going this season And They've also uh, Defeated uh, Rather Who have they defeated? Then they get a draw at Kilmarnock. That's also a good result for a team who started badly but have picked up. So Celtic don't have a gimme tomorrow against Ross County. After the two-week break for international football, they have to come out of the traps. Were you describing Hearts as champions-elect this time last season? Just out of curiosity. No, no, no. No? Is that different? For one simple reason. It's not realistic to think that Hearts... Or anybody other than Rangers or Celtic can win the title Okay. No Hearts, no Aberdeen With respect, no Motherwell It only concerns Rangers and Celtic From now until the end of time It doesn't suit your argument is what you're trying to say <laughs> 01419511025 in the phones Let's start hearing from some of the managers They've been on their pre-match media duties uh, today um, We'll kick off by hearing from Neil Lennon Remember, two ways for you to get in touch The first one is on the phones And the second one is on Twitter We're here until 8 o'clock Going to try and go over as many Of the talking points as we possibly can So please do get in touch uh, Neil Lennon says he doesn't think Christopher Julian 
had to come out and and, and apologise like like he did on on Twitter. I'm sure you've you've seen the tweet after the performance against Livingston. It was the performance which saw Celtic lose top spot, but ultimately um, the Celtic manager is is just tipping. His defender to, to learn from the experience Hugh Keevans What do you make of that Just before we hear the clip Well I, I thought it was very poor And uh, Complicit in the loss of both goals That Livingston scored Defensively he fell apart Now Having said that He has improved Immeasurably Since joining the Celtic But he too Has to come out of the traps Against Ross County It's not necessary You know I didn't think he was That poor He got a bit emotional in the game And that's something he learned from and uh, it's good, you know. And obviously, it shows how much it, it means to Chris. He's got leadership qualities, and uh, it's good that it hurts him. British game up and at him in your face, something he's probably not used to at times. And you have to be cold and take the emotion out of the game a little bit. But you know, he's one of the least memories at the minute. Things just didn't go for us on the day. We didn't play particularly poorly, you know. The sending off obviously was something that came out of the blue, something that. You know, it's totally out of character for Ryan. But um, over the piece, we've been brilliant. So we have to be very positive. Facts are, it's one point out of the last six. So that needs to be rectified. Uh, also on Neil Lennon's mind today was the appointment of Nick Hammond. He's been appointed as Celtic's head of football operations earlier this week. Neil Lennon um, says that it's going to be a, a varied role. Here's what he had to say on, on what Nick Hammond will do. I know that some of the stadiums going to get closed when we go to Rome and that's That would be the wrong clip Of course it would Hugh Keevans That would yeah. be the one I'm going to play in just a second Here is Neil Lennon talking uh, About Nick Hammond Emerging talent analy- Analysis um, Obviously recruitment um, Academy So You know all heads of the department will Report to Nick um, And then obviously Running the scouting department Whether it be in England uh, Here Europe so he's got, he's got a big job on his hands. Yeah, he's going to be busy. Well, uh, his recruitment powers will possibly be tested in January because if Celtic think in January that the league is in danger of not being won, they will move to strengthen the squad. Having said that, we know they've got a huge and talented squad, but if Celtic think the league is in danger of not being won, come on, Mr Hammond, and show us who you've got. Yeah, just listening to that interview there, I, I wonder, you know, where he's actually going to fit in and who's going to work directly with you. He's talking about the academy. He's talking about scouting, perhaps in England. At that that little clip for me sounded like he wasn't quite sure where exactly what well, it was just going to be. A, doing. No, they, they did not say they all feed in to to his his remit. If you like, it's a new role. Celtic haven't had one of these before, so this is the whole point: is to try and what is it joined up thinking? I believe they call it Hugh Keevans. Yeah, but it's amazing uh, when you think you know when Celtic won the European Cup. There was Jockstein And that was it A very different time though, isn't it? A lot I to know, consider but, nowadays uh, However I repeat He And Ross Wilson at Rangers uh, May yet be pressed into service in January Depending on mm. which one of them thinks they need emergency help Well I mean, they're both going to need it You know the manager are certainly both going to need help um, From from Ross um, Listen whether one's in front One's going to be in front One's going to be behind uh-huh. So come January One's going to have to strengthen To try and stay in front yep. And the other one's going to have to strengthen To try and play catch up And yep. So they're both going to be Vitally important Come the next window Yeah we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard uh, Pretty soon Let's get straight to the phones though 01419511025 It's a big weekend coming up Let's kick off with Gary In Carntine Hi Gary Hi how you doing? 
Good Gary What's on your mind? Just quickly I don't normally phone in Because I normally think The show's for attention seekers Like you Kevins um, <laughs> However To take point With Kyrgyz's uh, First Sentence He said when he came on tonight Said that Celtic I will not say that Celtic Have had to play catch up For a number of years Where was Celtic When we came out uh, Ibox in December And where was Celtic When we came out uh, International Last time This time last season Yeah Listen, you've got a fair point then um, I've, I've possibly made a mistake there um, You've obviously picked me up on it But what, what I was just alluding to Was that Celtic have been so very dominant For you know the, the previous years um, mm-hmm. And that Rangers are off, have obviously been playing catch-up and, and just this weekend coming in It's now Celtic's mm. opportunity to go back to the top of the league Are you now an attention seeker, Gary? Or is this a sort of one-off exemption you've given yourself? Uh- it's a one-off exam. Ah, good man. Okay. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't be phoning you guys every night. I mean, I, I listen, I listen to it when I'm on the way home for work. Good man. Um, it's I, great I, to I, have I, you. Sat outside the hospital when I, uh, in the car park. But I, I just honestly, Scottish football to a T. You guys just make it up as you go along. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me where I have. It been. Was, I think it was meant to be a kind of compliment to Celtic, really, Gary. It was a sort of throwaway line in the sense that they've, they've, they've had it all their own way. Possibly, but it's every time, every time I pick up a paper or look, look at the, the internet or, or listen to your phone in, you, you're always trying to make something out of nothing. Celtic in are your miles, opinion. absolutely miles ahead. No, you're not, not in my opinion. Fact. I've never read well, Craig Beatty's pieces uh, in the paper for what it's worth. I'll have to break this to you gently. Celtic are two points behind. You, you, your reputation was shot, shot to shreds when you said Celtic should sign John Spencer. You're you're going back. You're going back to something that I wrote before you were born. And it, listen, it doesn't bother me. You know, everyone lives with something that they said or wrote. Uh, and come January, I'll have done fifty years in this business. So if I'm an attention seeker, I'm good at it. Uh, when when was the, the John Spencer one again? Uh, what year when, are we talking? Uh, it's when Celtic signed uh, mm. Lubo Maravchik. Um, you know, on the twentieth anniversary of uh, Lubo signing for Celtic, I went on Celtic TV. Uh, to make my apologies And you know What a daft thing to say Or write or whatever And I did say at the time That it's my fervent hope That I'll be back on the 25th anniversary Of Lubo signing for Celtic Because it mean Number one I'll still be here uh, Gary what are you thinking Ahead of the game this weekend then? Comfortable victory for Celtic um, Hopefully the Rangers will struggle What about the, um, the fact Ryan Christie suspended Gary Does this mean the, the the return to the starting eleven in the league for Tom Rogic, or have you got any other any other suggestions would, up your sleeve? I would hope it wasn't a return to Rogic. He's not fit. Doesn't he look fit? Um, I would possibly drop Scott Brown or leave him out of the squad. I'll leave him out of the team on Saturday. I think it's a, an opportunity um, to try something different. Mm. I, I think Craig. The problem is, I think Cham's a bit of a doubt as well. So you take out that that option. Now, Ryan Christie's been clearly one of Celtic's outstanding performers. Granted, he didn't. Um, now is not the time for Celtic to be leaving the Scott Brown out of anything. No. Now is the time for Scott Brown to be getting the sleeves rolled up and doing what he does best for Celtic: attention seekers. What do they know? <laughs> We've previously previously discussed whether Scott Brown was going to get a rest or not. Um, yeah. He said two and, weeks. And he's had opportunities to, to have a rest Which Neil Lennon hasn't taken up on um, So there's absolutely no way um, com- Coming out of an international break That Scott Brown's going to be arrested What, what, what makes you think that's the, the way to go Gary? What's that sorry? What makes you think that's that's the sort of way to go Scott Brown dropping him out? I, I just feel that against Ross County Who would normally like to play a bit of decent football That maybe we should go With a team that plays football as well Scott, Scott Brown's not, not the answer to those sort of games He should be used away from home when they go and get stuff 
Celtic had a team that were playing Celtic had a team that were playing wonderful football up until the night uh, of the European tie, uh, and thereafter at Easter Road. And at Livingston They stopped playing Wonderful football Well they managed to resume it Against Cluj in between times But uh, To go back to Scott Brown Now more than ever Celtic need their captain They need his drive His inspiration There is no Scott Brown Mark II at Celtic Park And he will be the first name Written down by Neil Lennon Tomorrow and Every other day I had your words uh, ringing in my ears the other night Hugh Because on the day that Nick Hammond was appointed We were asking what his priority should be We just just kind of thrown out there Hypothetical different scenarios What should his priority be And one of the ones that came up was Identifying a long term replacement yeah. For Scott Brown I wonder how high that will be in his list I know it would be high on your list Because that's a, yeah, a favourite uh, point of yours uh, Yeah I've said all along um, He can be An exasperating character at times but his overall contribution to Celtic has been immense And there is no facsimile And therefore, right now, Celtic need Scott Brown He, like the rest, let it be said Didn't play well at Easter Road or at Livingston But now, Celtic have had two weeks to fester On what happened there in Edinburgh and in Livingston And Scott Brown will be the first name chosen for tomorrow's game How does Celtic line up, Craig, with no Ryan Christie? Well, it depends on on availability. Um, you know, potentially Roger and Sham if he's fit. But you know, we're, we're yeah, I think he's a doubt. So let, well, let's we're assume in. he's not then, just for the purposes of the discussion. Yeah, right. Well, I think I think you've got to go Roger then. Um, you know, Gary's saying on the phone there that he doesn't want to see him because he's not fit. So you know, there's an opportunity, a, a home game in which Celtic should be comfortable in to to get him some game time, to get him some some match sharpness and some fitness. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Uh, is the attention seeker still on the line? He's disappeared actually oh. no, 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 he's not an attention seeker You are No, no Don't I, forget it No Well, I, I own up to being that I mean, I'm not taking it as an accusation I'm pleading guilty He might well be tweeting now to tell everybody he's called you an attention seeker But Tom yeah. Rogic, who clearly has been a, I, I don't a massive player for Celtic on his day And yeah. then, yeah, no, he's obviously short on game time But well, how, do you, how do you address that without giving the guy games? Correct, correct But I think Celtic uh, would have Rogic on the bench tomorrow If that were possible uh, They have to pick an 11 Albeit without Ryan Christie And that's Ryan Christie's fault uh, They have to play well And get a result tomorrow Because they have let the supporters And themselves down And the manager uh, Over the last two games Five points out of six against Hibs A struggling Hibs And a Livingston side Who had lost their three previous league games Stephen Gerrard can't believe his luck. Is that the um, you drawn a bit of a line here with between home and away form? Are you are you seeing that being a real advantage or disadvantage this season? Is is that the way you see it? Can you yeah. see? I mean, you you can almost bring Rangers into this as well. The, the, no signs yet that anyone is going to go to any of these venues and come away with anything. The great irony about Celtic is that uh, their best away performance in domestic football this season by far uh, was going to Ibrooks. Uh, and beating Rangers 2-0 uh, Yes they get five goals against Motherwell at Fair Park uh, But to withstand everything that comes your way at Ibrox On a day such as that There was the best away performance But Hamilton away, poor Hibs away, even poorer And Livingston away, do me a favour 
Yeah, listen, I had, I had highlighted that on the show a couple of weeks ago and Neil Lennon came on after the uh, the Hamilton game um, and he said that he thought it was a very, very good performance. Um, I wasn't so keen to, to share his enthusiasm for the performance. Um, you know, Hibs, we, we watched this game in the, in the studio and, the, you know, that they were poor against Hibs again, as you say. Um, so I'd highlighted that as a bit of a problem that, you know, the performance level away from home. Yeah, mm. they, had, they had gotten four points, but the actual performance and then they just came up short at Livingston uh, as well. Tony's a Celtic fan next up. Hi, Tony. Hi guys, how are you? Thanks, We're all mate. good, Tony. How are you? Very well. Good man, what's your point? Well, my point is, like, you know, I don't think it's much of a drama with Celtic at the moment. We can see a bad patch. But every time Rangers in front, they've actually collapsed. So I don't see the big drama at the moment. Well, uh, yeah. Accurate. I mean, to uh, be I, fair, Hugh, I know you're... you're, you're, you're yeah, the wee smile on your face with the Champions League. I mean, it is October, of course there's no drama. Yeah, I, I, I didn't use the word drama. My point, Tony, is simply this. My point is simply, if Rangers equal what Celtic do on a weekend or a midweek, or better what Celtic do on a weekend or a midweek... There's nothing Celtic can do about it Yeah but even you would admit That that statement carries a lot more weight in April Than it does in October I don't doubt that but But that's hypothetically But what I said was The last time that they've been in front a couple of times They've collapsed So I want to see how well they do when they're leading the pack And I want to see how well Celtic do When they chase the yeah, pack yeah, yeah. But and in that... my opinion I think hypothetically again I think they'll collapse But that's only all an opinion Craig well, is that a different psychological challenge? Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, um, Celtic have been used to being out in front and and kind of not like, always as we established, yeah, but over as, the piece, as, as Gary corrected me. Um, but over the piece, generally speaking, Celtic have been in front for for a number of years. With, with Rangers, the chasing pack, and probably kind of less pressure on them to an extent. You know, Celtic have been chasing title and, and cup after cup and, and setting records. Um, so it's been a different type of pressure. Rangers have not been as strong as what they could have been, but they're now in a position. Where they could potentially challenge, and, and I think I don't think there's there's a, there's a drama or a crisis. But every time, as we said earlier, every time one of them drops points or loses a game, we have one set of fans, you know, are, are related to another set. There's, there's a little bit of panic sets in at times. Yeah, and that will be the case now. Uh, it's never too early to think mm, uh, this isn't going the way I thought. And five points dropped out of the last six by Celtic. As I say, Neil Lennon must be cursing. And Stephen Gerrard must be thinking, "Wow, didn't so, expect that." Tony, this this is not as you know, um, trying trying to kind of stir the pot, so to speak. Um, I had Celtic fans that, that spoke to me just after they get put out of the Champions League, and they were they were saying, "I wouldn't mind going out the you know the the other European competition so that we can concentrate on the league." That's where some of the Celtic fans' minds were at after going out of the Champions League. Tony, who replaces Ryan Christie tomorrow? Oh, again, it's very hard, guys. No, they're all you know. They played so well in Europe and then they played so bad in in the, in the league match. Yeah. Again, he's got to look at his whole squad and see who can come in and be hungry and want to be that person to you know, take the lead again. Well, so if he's... I, I really don't know the quite honest way because the ball kind of went after the boil at the moment. Okay, that was Tony and Lark Hollow, 141 951 1025. Thank you to Tony for the call. Uh, Stephen Gerrard and Alfredo Morelos. I've been named manager and player of the month for September. They go to Tynecastle on Sunday, and we're going to hear from the Rangers manager after the travel with Alison. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Delighted to have the domestic football back. We're very much looking forward to it. Let's continue hearing from some managers as they preview the weekend's action. Stephen Gerrard says he's delighted to see a void at Rangers being quickly filled by a new sporting director. Uh, Ross Wilson was appointed earlier this week, and the manager believes he'll make a real impact. I've had two or three uh, really long, in-depth conversations with Ross that will remain private. Um, I'm pleased that the club have acted quickly uh, to replace Mark Allen because um, there was a void there. Mark done a fantastic job, and um, the, you know the weeks that he has been missing, I've certainly felt a void. Uh, Mark was a rock for me; who I bounced off every single day. So I have to give the club credit for acting quickly and uh, finding a replacement. And I'm really looking forward to uh, working alongside Ross. Um, you know. He's done a fantastic job at Southampton. Uh, it's given me time to obviously find out more about him, how he works, and have some really detailed conversations. So we can't we can't wait to start the relationship. Um, you know, and it's only around the corner, so that's fantastic news for the club as well. Small but interesting insight there on on the relationship, Hugh, because we yeah. we probably are a bit behind in. in Certainly other European countries We're still a bit sceptical of, of directors of football and, and that type of role And some people possibly think that, that the relationship between the manager And the sporting director Or director of football Can be an awkward one You know A, a battle for power So to speak But Stephen yeah. Gerrard's actually saying In the last couple of weeks He's actually missed Mark Allen Called him a rock So he clearly Is a big fan of that structure in terms of battles for power uh, No Rangers fan will have anyone Bigger than Stephen Gerrard At the club And uh, no Celtic fan will have anyone bigger than Neil Lennon at the club The problem that both Nicky Hammond and Ross Wilson have Is that their work, very important, worthy work But it's all conducted behind the scenes The fans are only interested in how will Celtic do against Ross County tomorrow How will Rangers do at Tynecastle on Sunday And on we go Yeah but if these guys do their job well That's supposed to lead to you winning more football games yeah, it's, but not as if it's, it's not as if it's unconnected But I, I, I do think that Celtic and Rangers Have squads in place Now I'm not saying that, that Nicky Hammond and uh, Ross Wilson Have nothing to offer Of course not I'm applauding the decision Taken by both clubs But Both clubs Have Good squads right now uh, And it's what happens on the park In the immediate future That is the most important thing That is about more than that Of course though Craig Because you know, it's about tying down perhaps talented players that are there at the moment. It's about identifying future targets, maybe succession planning for managers. Can Celtic might Alfredo Morelos need replaced in January? You're going to have to have a list ready. Same for Odds and Edward or whoever. So you know that it's a it's an important relationship. Yeah, they, these guys they need to have you know um, lots of different strings to their bows. Um, the, the stuff you've touched on there, and it, and it's going to be vitally important in a season where. One team are trying to get nine in a row And one team are trying to stop nine in a row We've got a January transfer cup window coming up I think both teams require an extra centre forward I think, um, you know, with the, the two that Even Rangers? I think Rangers are Rangers more than Celtic I think at the minute I think um, Celtic not only have one they can rely on Seemingly at the moment And, and Rangers have two Yeah, in, in terms of Who's been performing and scoring goals at the minute um, But in terms of numbers I think Rangers have only got Defoe and Morelis there so right, so one, You just mean a third option Rather yes, than yes, yes. Someone to yeah, well, threaten them we don't, and, Well we'll go Rangers first Because in terms of Defoe and Morelis If one of them gets injured The other one is then Going to be relied upon To play when Almost every minute yeah, Every okay, game that, okay. so, so I certainly think That Rangers need that In terms of numbers 
And in terms of strengthening the squad and quality, I think I think Celtic need that at the minute as well. Uh, of course, there was double award success at Rangers today. Stephen Gerrard, Manager of the Month for September, and Alfredo Morelos, Player of the Month for September. Let's take a call on that. John is in Bishop Briggs. Hi, John. All right, panel. How's things? Good, Hi, John. Uh, just phone in as obviously I've heard Stephen Gerrard get Manager of the Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a wee question to the panel and like to ask, how does that work? And who gives that award? Do? Because we've got Neil Lennon there who's went undefeated that full month. Plus he's beat Stephen Gerrard at his end patch Yeah It's been haunted to the manager It's been defeated Half a manager It's been undefeated This one's a bit uh, different this one. month There's a pretty simple explanation for it William Do you remember the date of the Cel- the Rangers Celtic game? That uh, was the first wasn't it? It was the first So what they've done Is they've considered that full weekend As being part of August uh, Because there's no point in having You know Ten of the teams playing in August And then two playing in September and, and splitting up So that match day That entire weekend was considered August And if my memory serves me right Neil Lennon won manager of the month for August So it's 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 after that if that makes sense well, So even though the game's played in September It still doesn't come under that No just because it was the first And the rest of the fixtures were played On, on the 31st of Saturday Hugh, it, Listen I, I've not Check the calendar It probably won't come up again That that type of thing It was no. just to, to keep everyone right But here we have the How was this decided? Who decided it? <laughs> In what way did you decide it? Uh, I was on the panel uh, And I didn't vote for Stephen Gerrard You alright now? Well, I just want to know how, how somebody can get voted it and they've well, been beat off a manager that month and it's, they've no been defeated that month. Yeah, well, they, they haven't though, that's what I'm saying, because that wasn't the dates. But no, no. It's not, listen, if you don't know that, that's a I, I, I raised the point uh, at that panel session that you know Neil Lennon got it the month before, Stephen Gerrard's got it now. Uh, I put a case forward for Stephen Robinson, the Mullow manager, but... His problem is he's not first and he's not second He's third But they also lost to Ross County at home in that yeah, time So you can I, I think there are different types of accomplishment uh, And I could foresee A situation whereby Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard Take this trophy on an alternate basis From now until May And I just think that other managers are Doing good work that, that, that goes unrecognised However John no. let me let me assure you that no one on the panel sat there thinking How could we keep this award away from Neil Lennon? I can assure you that was not the case Yes, it's pretty simple Craig I think if you look at the results Granted we've now cleared up the fact That, that the Old Firm game was considered as part of August In September Rangers beat Livingston 3-1 They beat St Johnson 4-0 They beat Aberdeen 5-0 They didn't lose a game They only conceded one goal So it's pretty easy to see why yeah, absolutely, and it, and it's probably well deserved. And three goals from Morelos along the way as well. So I think I think both awards, um, granted the fact that we've just cleared that up uh, with regards to the the game at Ibrox, that I think it's well deserved. Uh, okay, Rangers head to Tynecastle on Sunday. Rangers fans, what are you thinking ahead of that fixture? A win will of course see them remain top, despite what Celtic do against Ross County tomorrow. Hearts are without a home win this season in the league, but Stephen Gerrard doesn't believe that means it's going to be straightforward. I believe Hearts are in a false position. If you look at the personnel they've got in the squad, if you roll the clock back 12 months ago, they were sitting top of the league, eight points ahead of us. So they've certainly got the talent and the players and the management staff to, to move up the league. And um, I think at times they haven't got the results maybe their performances deserve. So it will be a real tough test for us. Um, we have to go there and try and find the level of performance that we have done on previous occasions where we've managed to get the win because uh, the two times we've been there, and we performed really, really well. I don't make as many wild predictions as you, Hugh mm-hmm. Evans, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a bash. I think you two are going to clash on this one because 
There is a I, I think you will see Tynecastle is not a hard place to go How can it be? Look at their results Whereas Craig And Craig will say Yeah but Hearts will raise their game And you take great Great Objection To that being a possibility Tynecastle is not a difficult place to go <laughs> the, the, the last home win was in March And uh, In the league I, I take, Don't forget the mighty win against Stenhouse Muir yeah, in the league yeah. cup I take issue with what uh, Stephen Gerrard said there about Hearts are in a false position No they're not The league table reflects how you are doing How you are gathering points or not gathering points At home They drew with Ross County Luckiest team in the world Should have lost They have been beaten there by Motherwell And they've been beaten there by Kilmarnock With a Chris Burke header They are at home an embarrassment to themselves Hugh might not like it But Craig The Hearts <laughs> raise their game When Celtic and Rangers Go to Tynecastle Yeah they probably do um, And it's something That doesn't sit well With me neither I've, I've asked this question On numerous occasions You know We're not going to get The psychology of how it happens But it happens It's just um, a big crowd Big occasion No No, it's, no. Um, I've, I've tried not to go Too much into it Because you're right that Hugh's just mentioned The teams that have beat Hearts There's no way They should be going to Tynecastle and beating Hearts Well when Ross County Rock up to Tynecastle It feels very different To when Rangers go there It shouldn't though It shouldn't For, for professional footballers Going out there to win a match It shouldn't It, it should be the same level Of application And achieving or Attempting to achieve The same level of performance Week in week out But that doesn't happen Until Rangers or Celtic Rock up And then You know The, the, the tempo's up The standard's lifted More of your pals are watching More of your family's there Um it's something that doesn't particularly sit nice with me. Um, it should be a lot harder place to go than it actually is at the minute. And But until Craig Levine and his heart squad can go over the countless injuries and bad luck that they've had, it's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, the guys sort of clashed in this last night as well, Gordon and Mark Hugh, but th- what the reason that, I think, was it Mark? I can't even remember which one it was, gave was the difference being if hearts are not at it in the first 10 minutes against Ross County, the fans will get on their backs. Mm-hmm. Whereas against Rangers, they're too busy... Being vociferous in all things anti-Rangers to to get on on their own team's back, they they would they would rather try and spur the team on on occasions like that rather than get on the players' back. I listened to Pinocchio and the Mushroom <laughs> last night, and very entertaining they were. But I'm on Gordon DL side on this. Oh, bet you never thought you'd say that. No, uh, Hearts just don't have it at home at the moment. It may change. I don't know, but at the moment. They don't have it at home to be beating Rangers. They couldn't beat Ross County. They couldn't beat Kilmarnock. They couldn't beat Motherwell. And they will not beat Rangers okay. on Sunday. We're actually making a case for Hearts up in their game on Sunday. They might well not be able to do that. No. Rangers might turn up at Tynecastle on Sunday and hammer Hearts. Hearts might just mm. be as rotten as we think they are. Yeah, absolutely. There's every possibility. William is on the line next. Williams and Craig Ent. Hello there. Hello, good evening, guys. How are you I'm doing? Good, William. What's on your mind? I think maybe Hearts and Hibs are maybe focusing on the League Cup. <laughs> no, but, uh, if you're going about that and going about the League, I think the League's been put on a bit of a back burner. You know, I think the stop start uh, start of the season, where you've got internationals, you've got European ties, and you've got the League Cup. It, it sort of a it sort of a does put the League on the back burner. So I think it's try to breathe. I think the, the League try to breathe through all the rest of the fixtures that are happening. Uh, if I, if if I, if Rangers were two points ahead with five games to go going into the split, I was I would still be confident Celtic would win the league. So, and you can look at it, you can look at it another way as well. You can look at it, there's still ninety points available, and Celtic won the league with eighty seven points last year. Mm-hmm. So there's still enough points uh, to be fought for. Yeah, I mean, uh, to win the league. 
Champions so. Champions elect Lose the league Because Of neglect Get the words right Elect And neglect If Rangers are negligent And do not Equal yeah, Or better What Celtic do Can Celtic not just be better league. though You know Celtic are just better than Rangers It doesn't mean Rangers are being negligent Does it? No I'm saying As the season progresses Champions elect Cease to be champions elect If there's neglect <laughs> If they don't look after themselves And don't win when they should okay, win I get it. And get draws When they shouldn't get draws Then of course the picture can change All I am doing is drawing you a diagram Of how we are eight games in William makes a fair point Craig Because of, of Europa League And it's a, listen, it's a nice problem to have And the League Cup thrown in there Take I think the same will be It'll be the same for Rangers and Celtic I think they'll have played Back to back league games Once this yes. season It's always punctuated with With something else you know, Whether it be Europa League or League Cup I am um, I feel like coming in here You know with you guys We're coming in here to work And we're talking about the games In one minute it's international break And the next You know the, the Sunday shows on Because it's Europa League stuff And as you said They've played one game League game back to back Which is your bread and butter So It's hard to get a To get a run of steam And get any sort of Level of consistency In the league When You know the cons- mm. The games are so few and far between can, uh, You know yeah, well, William, is that why this might still be a, a crucial period, say now in the run-up to, to January? I think it's something like 18 fixtures Celtic and Rangers will play between now and then. I, I think they've shoehorned. I mean, Celtic, at least like Celtic, are playing nine fixtures and it's four games in nine days, I think, in, in December. I think they've shoehorned uh, the Hearts game in that, that would, would for the, the, the semi-final. So it's a lot of fixtures and and we can we can't complain because we've got the best squad in the country. But at the end of the day, I just think the internationals and the League Cup and the the Euro the European run. I think the European run maybe take priority over the league just now. And I, I think when look when you look at last season, there was five teams within six points going into the winter break, uh, and there's only two teams seem to be fighting for it this year. Uh, I do still think that Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen will come strong, and it's great. It's great to see Mullerwell and Ross County play well as well. So. It's good to see a good balance uh, with teams that are dropping points and winning games. So uh, that's the way I would just put it across. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a, a major issue before the mm-hmm. winter break. Good man, that was William and Craig. In thank you very much for the call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We've got some travel with Alison coming up. Then we're going to hear from Neil Lennon. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboards. Uh, you've caused a, a bit of a eruption in the, the dressing room, Hugh. The oh. dressing room split oh. at Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, after referring to Thursday night's panellists as Pinocchio and the Mushroom. <laughs> well, Pinocchio has been in touch. Oh. Uh, there's a sweary word to start off the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the message, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he says. Something Pinocchio uh, Speckle tube Nearly <laughs> crashed my car there He says So uh, please drive responsibly Because yes. we need you all tomorrow Listen If you have a proboscis The size of Gordon Dale's proboscis You are Pinocchio Craig Proboscis Case does, that mean, does that mean anything more to you Than it does to me? No his, Absolutely his, not Duke of Montrose I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how relieved I am That that's yeah. the body part you were talking about yeah. 01419511025 in the phones Let's speak to Roger Who's a Rangers fan in Uddingston Hi Roger Good evening panel Hello Hi, Roger. How's it doing guys? All good, good. thanks Right Listen I don't know If it's going to be totally controversial I'm going to say um, But I feel it's got to be said As a Rangers supporter um, and the cusp of this season um, stopping Celtic getting nine in a row 
I've been asking my two sons who follow the same team as me and a lot of my friends and the debate is pretty split um, and I don't know if I've been bombarded with text after what I'm going to say. <laughs> but to be honest, see, if I had an opportunity as a Rangers supporter winning the Europa League or winning the league title in Scotland right now, I would take the Europa League all day long. You will be in a minority of two or three. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, winning the Europa League, Hugh. We're not talking about going for... Well, we're just talking I, about winning I, the thing. I, I speak... Purely and simply as someone who was born in Glasgow and has never lived anywhere else other than Glasgow, uh, I believe that the majority of the Rangers supporters must stop 10 in a row. And in order to stop 10 in a row, they need to stop 9. And therefore, in my estimation, I believe the majority of the Rangers supporters would not share Rogers' View. Make your case, Roger. Come on, defend yourself. Right, well, well, okay, here we go. Right, I'm I'm in my mid fifties. I've seen Rangers win titles and cups, and I've been down to Manchester. I was alive when we won the Cup Winners Cup in '72. I was alive when we got to the final in '1967. Uh, I lived through the era Celtic being dominant. We've been dominant. This is a small country, and people need to say, look, we need to step outside it. And I know Brexit's coming along, and Europe's going to be a different a different landscape. Uh, and I spoke to my friends about this. I spoke to my family, and to be honest, with you the, the, the split is no as the chasm's not as wide as you think. But what I'm thinking, if they had the opportunity, if Rangers supporters had the opportunity of winning, I know hypothetical of winning a European trophy, mm-hmm. and I know the, the riches that come with that are going into the following seasons, um, um, Champions League, which, which is great. That, to me, that, that's, a, that's a sideshow. But I'd love to get there. But yeah, I would love to see Rangers have that in the cabinet. Europa League because the focus of on my team and my manager Stephen Gerrard who I think is more kind of adapted to playing in Europe because he's, he's very successful with his team when they played with Liverpool and I, I, I think it would be not as far away as you would expect and I know this parochialism whereas all in West Coast of Scotland yeah, I'm, I'm Glasgow all my life as well too, and I know what it's like I've been there seen it done it but I would like to just step back and say look, get nine get ten I it would maybe bug me but maybe we could, we could say, look, we've got two European trophies. We are now focused Roger, on Europe R- as a Roger, European believe team. me, I applaud your stance, Roger. Uh, I, I just don't think that you speak for the majority uh, because you, you you refer, and rightly, to the narrow-minded aspect of life in this part of the world. And for me, if Rangers failed to win the league title... Supporters would be unable to take solids for quite some time. I love it how Rogers just thrown that one in there, and because already we've got another Rangers fan who wants to, to tell you if he agrees or disagrees. So uh, Chris and Gart Kosh um, is also on the line. Are you agreeing with Hugh Evans or Roger and Uddingston, Chris? Oh, Roger and Uddingston, absolutely. Um, a bit like Roger, I've, I'm 43, so I remember the years of nine in a row, and uh, oh, I'd. I'd I would die if Rangers won the European Trophy Absolutely, definitely Please don't take care But I mean, Craig, what <laughs> well, do you think? Listen, Roger started the call saying that he was going to be controversial So If he's been controversial He knows that he's in the minority um, And I think that he would be in the minority Wanting to win a, a cup, I agree with you I think Two uh, out of two on the phone so far I think and well, two out of two in here <laughs> Ah, you think, would say uh, that <laughs> I think ultimately I think Rangers' goal is to is to stop ten in a row um, And should they choose a European Trophy over the league this year Then uh, Celtic have nine in a row Which leaves them one well, season to stop I mean, which... Granted this is a ridiculous <laughs> hypothetical There are some big old teams you'd have to beat before But we're not talking about getting through the groups We're not talking about getting to the quarterfinals We're talking about a Scottish team Winning a major European trophy 
We deal in tribalism <laughs> We don't deal in Chris and Roger don't uh, Yeah And I, I've, I've said to Roger I applaud his stance But primarily We deal in tribalism here The, the, and the, the trophies the, in isolation Asian Are Europa League would be Far far bigger a trophy Than, than, than winning the Scottish League Rangers yeah, have done yeah. it Numerous but, times But But in central Scotland yeah. Where there is bragging rights Where you ultimately must get one over than the person who supports the opposite team from you, then it has to be the league. Nah, it doesn't. That doesn't matter to me at all. Seriously, honestly, it really doesn't matter. I would, as I said, that Europe would be everything. You know, I, I would forgo. No, I can't forgo that. You're, you're going too far now to say. On you go. Yeah, on you go. Sorry, see, 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 Bob, we've got a better chance of winning the league than winning Europa League. A total hypothetical question, and I know everybody's looking at the debate. At all angles, uh, and and Chris Holt in agreement, and he talks to his Rangers friends, and uh, for the game on Sunday, or, or they're going to game as the season unfolds, I would still take it all day long. Mm. I, I really, really would. Um, I've seen Rangers win the league many, many times. I've been trebles many times. I've not seen them lift. Well, I was alive as I said when they won the cup when it's come seventy two. But to be there, the, the the focus on Scotland and also my team in Rangers, and was mentioned that. A Scottish team winning another European trophy. Now it happened in eighty three Aberdeen, it happened Celtic sixty seven and one team seventy two. Done in nineteen eighty seven, the UFA Cup, Rangers been in sixty one and sixty seven, seventy two in, in two thousand eight, Celtic two thousand three. Yeah, I'm off because I know my Scottish football, I know my history, my, my team as well. But yeah, I would take it all day long. Hypothetical it is, it's open to debate and a can of worms, but it's my goal and my dream Good on you Roger Listen this is just Sometimes that's the beauty of live radio Just this grows arms and legs They're knocking down the door To yeah. have their say on this It's it's two out of two in the callers so far Yeah Grant and Cumbernauld Whose side are you on? No not, not for me It's got, it's got to be the league um, At the end of the day We've been in dark places over the last seven years What I would say is We, we shouldn't be leaping before we could just jump um, It's it, the league, the league is the bread and butter. When, when Celtic got to Seville in 2003 and Rangers got to Manchester in 2008, nobody gave either side of the old firm a hoping hell of getting to That just doesn't happen for Scottish clubs and Scottish football. Um, so for me, for me, I've got, don't get me wrong, I, I, absolutely, I love my club to bits and I completely admire the enthusiasm that the two previous callers but it's, it's got to be the league It's purely got to be the league In the rest of the Grant I'm going to put my worth in here as a, as a former player Former Celtic player If I was in that Celtic changing room right now And had been sat in eight in a row My sole ambition would be Make sure we get ten in a row And they'll talk about us forever Does the same apply to stopping it? Though? Yes Yes the, 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 the Rangers team and management That stop Celtic uh, Will be Spoken idolized. about more than a team Which wins a European trophy for the Rangers supporters, yes. I, I honestly really? believe... In 50 yeah, years' time? Grant Grant is telling you that, <laughs> as I say, I applaud the, the uh, Roger I like how he's, he's willing to take Grant's opinion as, as fact, <laughs> but not Roger or Chris. No, no, no. I, I live beside people who I, I know... Unlucky for them. I know how people react. I've got a neighbour that crosses the road when he sees me coming. Oh, uh, everyone does that. That's yeah. not... <laughs> but... You're not supposed to in a posh bit <laughs> uh, Anyway I think we'll give the deciding vote to C-Turn87 on Twitter Who's just equalised it for the nose He's made it to each um, He's given the He's got a sweary word in there for what he thinks about the Europa League So there we go He's he's more interested in, in the league Just like Not a debate I expected to have tonight I must admit But 
listen, that's why we're here, yeah, Hugh Keevans. How Keevens. are um, minor use viewpoints not getting taken into consideration? How's that finished to each? No, it's, it's listen, it's, it's the public, it's the proper democracy. Okay. You two are just okay. commentators. Uh, right, time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, your chance to come on here, show off your footballing knowledge, and win yourself a signed ball. But that is not all. We have got a fantastic couple of prizes for you lined up tonight. This is officially your last chance to get tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz. It is sold out. It's sold out within an hour. We've been giving away the tickets all week on Beat the Pundit. This is your last chance to get them. All you have to do is get through on tonight's Beat the Pundit. And also, just for taking part as well, we're going to throw in a £100 voucher for kilts for you as well. I mean, you could even wear the kilt coming along to the quiz. So if you want to take part, 0141 951 1025. You have to be quick. The lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans is here. Craig Beatty's alongside him. And it's time for us to play Beat the Pundit. Just a quick recap if you're just joining us. We kicked off hearing from Neil Lennon as Celtic look to get back to winning ways against Ross County tomorrow. Double award success for Rangers. Stephen Gerrard and Alfredo Morelos, manager and player of the month. And then out of nowhere, Roger and Uddingston phoned in and we get caught up in a mad debate about whether Rangers would rather win the Europa League or win the Premiership but that super scoreboard is Friday night these things happen let's get stuck in to Beat the Pundit Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football bit of an extra special Beat the Pundit this week and the lines have been red hot so apologies to anyone who couldn't get through tonight's lucky contestant though is Gavin from Newton Merns how are you Gavin? Very well, thanks, how are you? Good stuff, good to hear Gavin, you're already a winner of course Because just for getting through tonight, this was the official last chance To get tickets for the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz Next Friday at the Drygate Brewery And you and three of your pals are coming along Will we see you there? You will do, thanks very much Good man, what's your knowledge like? Are you likely to threaten the top or the bottom of the leaderboard? Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. He's playing safe. You can see no, no, no outlandish predictions. You could learn a thing or two from Gavin and Newton. <laughs> He's just drawing his, he drawing his onto the sucker punch. Uh, and the great thing as well, Gavin, I, I'm not sure if you would have the bottle to turn up to a pub quiz in a kilt, but if you wanted to, you could because you have won a hundred pound voucher for kilts for you as well. So there we go. Thank you'll you you'll look Thank the you. part at your next occasion. Hugh, 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 you and I are going yeah. down there next week. We're going to see the folks at kilts, kilts for, for you. you yeah. Um, well, you you, you said you hadn't worn one since your daughter's wedding so yeah, let's see if we can change years, that 11 years since uh, she got married the youngest one got married and I wore a kilt then and it's Monday or Tuesday wherever we're going that would be the the latest yeah, I'm sure occasion the, the good folks at Kilts for you will have you looking dapper I'm absolutely sure of it anyway Gavin without further ado I'm going to toss the coin if it's heads you are up against Hugh Keevans and if it's tails it's Craig Beatty and it's Craig Beatty Who at the last break Leaned over to Hugh Keevans And said I hope it's you I really hope it's you On Meet the Pundit tonight So read into that What you will Gavin okay. uh, I'm going to give Craig Some claim too To listen to And that way He can't hear us Right 30 seconds Gavin Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the Pundit Are you ready? Yes I am Yep <clears throat> Which Rangers player Signed a new Four year deal yesterday? Uh, Nicola Katic Which Scottish club Play their home games At Broadwood Stadium? Uh, Clyde In which country would you find the Super Classical Derby? Mm, Spain In which position did Motherwell finish in last season's Premiership? Mm, seventh What nationality is St Mirren goalkeeper Vakav Hladke? 
Check Name either of the current Celtic players Who've won every one of the last eight league titles um, Scott Brown Who won last season's English FA Cup Chelsea Ok let's bring I'm Craig Weetie back uh, Craig can you hear us Yeah I got you now yeah. Great same set of questions to you shall we Yep Which Rangers player signed a new four year deal yesterday Cattage. Which Scottish club play their home games at Broadwood Clyde In which country would you find the Super Classico Derby Spain In which position did Motherwell finish in last season's Premiership Sixth What nationality St Mirren goalkeeper Vaclav Hladky Check Name either of the current Celtic players Who've won every one of the last eight league titles Scott Brown Who won last season's English FA Cup Man City Who is the current manager of Napoli Quickly Pass Okay What do you think Gavin? It just picked me I think Do you think so? Yeah I do mm, Okay let's find out uh, First one Which Rangers player signed a new four year deal yesterday? It is Nicola Katic You both got it 1-0 uh, Which Scottish club play their home games at Broadwood? It's Clyde You both got it 2-0 In which country would you find the Super Classico? It is Argentina mm. You both went for Spain uh, So still 2-0 after three questions In which position did Motherwell finish last season? It was 8th So oh. still all level You both knew that Vaclav Kladke is... Check So it's still level <laughs> I guess You both got Scott Brown As being one of the players Who's won the eight titles wow. Along with Who would Forrest the other one be? James Forrest oh, um, Which means It all comes down to the last question Gavin Yeah you got it And I think you know don't you Because you, yeah. you said it after Who won last season's English FA Cup It was Man City You went for Chelsea Is that a which Watford game? Craig beat yeah. Yeah. A Watford. narrow win wasn't it? Uh, I think it was 6, six or no. yeah. um, The manager of Napoli If you're interested Is Carlo Ancelotti But it didn't uh, matter Because Craig Beattie Has pipped you With a last minute winner Gavin No problem Well done Craig Thanks you're, Gavin You're Enjoy the real the winner though, Gavin We'll see you at the quiz Next Friday at the Drygate And the guys at Kilts for you Will sort you out With your £100 voucher as well Sound good? Brilliant Appreciate it Thanks very much Good man That was Gavin In Newton Mercy Wasn't as bad as that. I get so nervous then that. <laughs> Why? I don't know <laughs> It always amazes me These guys who've played In front of big crowds And had highs and lows They do genuinely They panic To guys like you And yeah. Gordon Dale Who've done it numerous times Water off a duck's back I I embrace failure <laughs> It's not a problem <laughs> I should be used to it But Yeah uh, There's only two things That get me nervous When, I, when I'm sparring in the gym And, and beat the pundit It's the only things That get me nervous Is this the equivalent Of getting your head punched in Is that what you're trying to tell us yeah. Sort of Depends Okay You'd spar Hugh Keevens though I'd fancy your chances against him Not at all Let's for the drum to be fair I'd keep my glasses on (laughs) (laughs) I like to think you've got some fighting goggles That you wear instead Well I'm not going to try it against BT (laughs) If that's what you're asking There's a bit of a weight advantage there I think You could reach I think you could reach him from your side of the desk (laughs) To be honest Anyway that was Gavin In Newton Merns on Beat the Pundit If you are coming along to the quiz next Friday night At the Drygate Looking forward to that Hugh Keevens Great venue It was great last time We had a good old laugh didn't we Yeah yeah, We had a terrific time Um, Really looking forward to going back I mean obviously we're not We're not limited by the same Broadcasting Regulations At the quiz And uh, What a surprise it was When I handed Hugh the mic For the first time And he swore Straight away (laughs) I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe what I'd Let myself in for He he calmed down a bit after that I think the occasion just got him Right If you want to phone in tonight There is still plenty of time We're here Until just before 8 o'clock 01419511025 Is the number you need And we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Remember that debate That just came out of nowhere Before Yeah The news Someone phoned in A Rangers fan said They'd rather win the Europa League Than the Premiership Of course it was it was hypothetical But yeah. it just it just took off We had multiple callers phoning in Scott McFarlane tweeted He says Europa League 
Every time Total tribalism with the league Not interested in what another team does Or bragging rights People are too caught up In the goldfish bowl rubbish Small minded Europa League always Craig Logan says I would rather win the European trophy And stop Celtic winning nine But Scott Wright is balancing it up a bit Only one trophy I want That's the league If you give me the choice It's no contest League see, all day for me I fully appreciate that it might be small minded That's not my lookout I live among the small minded And the small minded are in the majority Are they? Yeah Okay 01419511025 in the phones uh, You can tweet us At Clyde SSB as well We're about to hear from Craig Levine Big game At Tynecastle on Sunday Let's speak to Ricky in Easterhouse first though uh, Ricky as a Celtic fan What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow? Well when I was thinking I was actually Going to say something By then I heard Roger and what right. Roger was saying was, I thought, I think that's that's really admirable, Eric, Eric guy, but I don't really think they would beat us in the final. <laughs> <laughs> but, boom, boom, uh, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, I would go tomorrow, and I'm sure Neil, Neil Lennon will have this in his mind. I would put Elianusi inside to play with, uh, what you call it, Ryan would play, and I would probably bring in either Sinclair or uh, Johnny Hayes out wide. Ricky, I'm going to come in here because I've just showed Gordon Hume my paper. It's exactly what I've got wrote down. Ellie Nussi number ten and Hazel Sinclair on the on the left wing. I think the both of them have been kind of champing at the bit to get in. Um, Scott's showed good resilience to come in and, and get a wee goal against Partick Thistle a few weeks ago. He's been working hard in the background. He's got his goal against Rangers. Definitely looking for some more game time. And and I think Ellie Nussi's got the the Nussi and the, the the physicality to play in that number ten. I think so. I think he's got that that boy, and I think the boy can score goals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because sometimes we've seen it, Craig, where wingers have been put in there in the past. Um, but in particular, Elianusi, when he came, that that was the whole point. You know, that was his, that was on his CV, if you like, that he can play anywhere across that front. Do you think that uh, a real possibility? I know saying you would do it. Can you see Neil Lennon doing? I, I certainly think it's a possibility, especially the way they they plays. I mean, when I first went to see him, I, I was expecting a sort of fleet-footed winger, kind of hugging the touchline, and it's not really the way he plays. He, he's not the kind of the traditional winger. Um, so I would like to see him move in there, and, and you know his his movement would then be, be vital with Edward, and you know the the way that they link up, because because that's really important for Celtic the way Christie and Edward link up. Ricky, obviously we've not really seen a lot of Tom Rogic. It's just he's the like for like replacement. What what is it about Elianusi that makes you think that would be a better option than say bringing Tom Rogic back in? Well, I, I've seen him in the last three or four games. Elianusi, I know Rogic has been injured and all that, and he's he's done fantastic for us. But I've just seen him in the last three or four games, and. He, he kind of does what Forrest was doing Forrest was drifting inside and all And getting shots away and scoring goals I think this guy can do the same as what James Forrest did You know, I, I, I would probably Maybe like Ilyanus and Forrest Just play after that I think there's a direct comparison with, with Roderick I think he likes to go into the, the little pockets But from there He likes to try and pick nice passes And nice through balls And, and, and thread through opportunities And I think Edward needs someone Getting close to him And support them And be like, running beyond them To create space Which I think Illinois would do Is I, that I what Christie does Is that why that, that relationship Has been so good this for, season for, it's, been, it's been that good For both of them um, You know Christie's getting A number of goals Edouard's running the channels Christie's filling the gaps You know We've seen that a couple of weeks ago um, And I think Illinois Would be would be perfect mm. For that role on, on Saturday Yeah I don't see the wrong with that There are a couple of mysteries Kicking around Celtic Park You know Why does uh, Scott Sinclair Find it so hard To get game time uh, when he, he looked lively the last time he came on And uh, I think has something to offer still to Celtic Particularly tomorrow against opposition like Ross County At Celtic Park The other mystery being what happened to Greg Taylor um, 
perhaps it's time for him to get a look in tomorrow as well uh, thank you very much to Ricky in Easterhouse 01419511025 Let's look ahead again to Sunday's game uh, Rangers are travelling to Hearts To play at Tynecastle of course Bit of debate in the last couple of days As to whether it's still considered a tough place to go or not Well one man who I think it's safe to say Could certainly be doing uh, with, with a victory or, or, or a result Would be Craig Levine Let's hear what he had to say ahead of that one I think the, the results would tell you that they are They're a better team Of course we we're not. We're only we're not even a quarter of the season down. So um, there isn't a, you know, that isn't some sort of guideline, but it isn't definite that they're, they're going to end up in a better position than they did last season. I think the squad probably slightly better. Um, if there's more competition for places, I think, which is always something that that helps when it comes to keeping them on their toes. Um, so yeah, but I mean, but I don't think there's ever been a match that I've gone into facing Rangers thinking they're underperforming or weakened or, or or anything like that. So from my point of view, I can't have too much influence at this moment in time. What Rangers do, um, what what we can do on the training ground is work on what we intend to do for the match. So we'll see. Well, it's baffling for me. Seven months without a win at home. Uh, being in the up. league, I'll just keep yeah. reminding you just in case anyone yeah, picks us up a, on it. It's a league match we're discussing here, so uh, I just don't think you know, for Craig Levine to say Rangers are a better team that's obvious, uh, but Hearts are not a better team than they were uh, last season, for example, uh, when they at least got to a Scottish Cup final, uh, and their performances at home have been borderline pathetic. Uh, Craig, I mean, the, the injury situation. I know people are unwilling to to use it as an excuse because you ultimately you have to deal with these things. But I mean, it's undeniably a big factor. It's clearing up a bit. I think the likes of Peter Haring due to come back in, who they've they've clearly missed in, in that midfield. Uchi Piatsu. I think it's going to be too early for Stephen Naismith. Um, how how do Hearts go about this then? How do they suddenly recreate those days where, where they have been really difficult opponents for for teams at Tynecastle? I think, I think they've got to try and make themselves hard to beat first off um, they've, they've got a couple of young lads playing at the back um, I think Berra come back into the team recently um, but, but ultimately they need to get their squad as, as fit as they possibly can And, and as quick as they can And I, I don't particularly buy into this thing that, that teams can be a one man team um, mm. But Hearts are as close as that as, as close to that as I've seen it in a long, long time. And you know that, that old football cliche, Craig. You know you can't turn form on and off like a light switch. Yep. So how would Hearts go about it against Rangers on Sunday when they can't beat Ross County, they can't beat Mullerwell, they can't beat Kilmarnock? Well, they, well, they can't. Well, but the bigger picture is if you get your players fit and and your influential players like you know Herring and and Naismith, who's absolutely massive for them, then it gives you a fighting chance. But do we not know that football? Know by now that football quite simply doesn't work that way because Hibs didn't. Hibs managed to do it against Celtic No one gave them a chance Because they were rubbish But Celtic went there And, and didn't win the game Well if Rangers go to Tynecastle And play as poorly as Celtic did at Easter Road Yeah but you can't all, we can't always focus You have to give Hibs credit For the way they defended that day Yeah obviously It's a, a, a double edged sword However I do not believe That this Hearts team Can all of a sudden Out of nowhere Pluck a performance oh, Of course not. And that, that's the thing I wouldn't even argue with that But you would have said The exact same thing On the Friday prior To Celtic's trip to Hibs Not yeah. if I knew What you were going to ask me. <laughs> no, But what we're saying Is if Rangers and Celtic Play to the Even 70% Of the, the squad's ability And potential Then Hibs and Hearts At the minute Shouldn't be living with them At all And, and Celtic didn't do that At Easter Road A couple of weeks back And you know If Rangers don't do that And 
on Sunday Then they, they, they might be an upset John's a Rangers fan on the line Go on then John Give us your thoughts ahead of this trip to Tynecastle on Sunday Tynecastle's never easy is it I mean don't care what you say But Harps are playing well or whatever They'll, they're, they're never easy It's a tight run Hard run We have to perform to my limit But back to your See your point at the start of the show About this Rangers and Celtic need to strengthen I don't Where do you get that for who? No, no, I, there's I, only two teams There's who, only two teams in the league Who said it? It was Gordon who said it Me? No you Who ever said you? It wasn't me I didn't Gordon say it that. I, say I said Celtic and Rangers need to strengthen Aye in January No I I, I, I touched on a point that they both need to strengthen I touched no, on the no, point no. that Well listen let me finish So it was thing. Craig then and not me Alright Craig Right so John what I've said is One of them is quite clearly going to be top of the league And one of them is quite clearly going to be second now numerically I think Rangers need to strengthen Because for me they've got Defoe and Morelos Now if Morelos ends up getting injured Or or gets suspended for example You're relying on a you know, 36, 37, 38 year old Jermaine Defoe To play every minute every game Whether it's midweek games, weekends Because they've got no other numbers there Numerically they've got two strikers So I think they need to strengthen there Yeah this is not you saying that Rangers and Celtic Aren't good No I'm not saying they're not it's, good It's just but You, you try and strengthen, to strengthen From a position of strength as well their, You know I've not mentioned Their midfield I think they're both Strong in the midfield And get plenty of numbers The, the, the same in their defensive areas But I think they need to strengthen Their forward areas I think Celtic need to strengthen Their forward areas Because Edward's only one firing At the minute You know We don't know where Lee no. Griffiths is In terms of fitness And Bale is just not doing it So You know Really Celtic have got one strike And Rangers have got two Craig, I disagree with you with Rangers because Rangers have got wingers and different people outside. You've got Jamie Murphy, we've got Brian Kent. You're uh, talking yeah. about centre forward. You're talking about hypothetically a centre forward. Uh-huh. We look for one, but we could put other people in there. No, nah, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Have, no, haven't played that position for for fifteen years. I don't think you can just always all of a sudden take a winger. I watched you and all by the way. You weren't that bad. You could actually. You were a bit of battle ram. No, I mean I'll say that. No, I mean you're a bit of battle ram. I think there's a compliment in there somewhere. To be fair. Um, you're, you're not I'm not you saying, I'm, listen, a... No I'm, I'm not You can't just take a winger If you had to for half an hour Or a game You could get away with it But if there's, if there's a an injury That you know a, a number of weeks That one of the Rangers strikers Are out for They need to strengthen Especially When are, they're at present At the top of the league And trying mm. to stop Nine when in you, a row When you try and turn people Into a striker For the occasion You go back to Mikey Johnson At Ibrox uh, Now Mikey Johnson Played there In the earlier part Of this season in his natural position, he was a standout. When Brendan Rodgers thought he could play up front on his own, it just didn't work. You you do need regular, legitimate strikers. John Brendan thank you. also tried it with Raheem Sterling because yeah. because his pace etc. moved him from the right wing into the centre forward there, and it didn't work, and he's now back in the right. John, thank you very much for the call. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you need a pen and paper for these things, get it ready because the full time teaser is coming up, and I'm going to make another prediction. My second of the night, you will get the answers before Craig and Hugh. I think that's an absolute certainty. The questions coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beattie and Hugh Keevens are here It's time for them to tackle tonight's full-time teaser As always, we're on the lookout for your questions You get to send them in We read them out in the show And we try and catch the pundits out between now and 8 o'clock Russell Abercrombie Thank you to you, Russell, for sending this one in Full-time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need So, I actually think this one is quite easy I've got high hopes for you I know I joked before the break But I think I've got relatively high hopes Can you name the last eight 
non-Scots who have won the Scottish League Cup as a manager? Kenny Shields. Yes, I'll take one guess from you, Craig. His mic is on, by the way. He's just not saying anything. Um, Neil Lennon. No. I'll be quiet. No. <laughs> I'm thinking. All right, you can help us out on Twitter. Uh, we're looking for the last eight non-Scots who have won the Scottish League Cup as a manager. Guys like Kenny Shields. He's Northern Irish. He won it with Kilmarnock in 2012. Okay, that's only seven more to go. There's only eight yeah, answers yeah, yeah. tonight, so plenty that's fine. Plenty of time indeed. What does elect we are? What does elect? Motherwell fans, Aberdeen fans, perfect time for you to get in touch. Massive game between your sides at Fir Park tomorrow. Give us a call right now. Tell us how you see it going. 01419511025. The question for you, Motherwell fans, riding high in third, how long can you stay there? Let us know on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. That is one of the games of the weekend, surely, Hugh Evans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I applaud Motherwell uh, And incidentally in the passing I uh, applaud the chief exec uh, Alan Burrows Who won an award as the, the best chief exec today uh, Well done Alan uh, It's a test of Aberdeen minus uh, Lewis Ferguson uh, I'm not in the greatest of form uh, So that has You could actually make a case out for that As the best game of the weekend uh, If we weren't all obsessed by Whatever Celtic and Rangers do uh, so a real test of Derek McInnes there Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson then He's obviously welcoming Derek McInnes to Fir Park tomorrow I think we've got a, a driven squad of players We're very young We're, we're very much work in progress still um, And continue to be You know, We won't get too carried away with what we've done with, It's eight games into the season, that's all We've started well um, I think we can continue to improve You know, If we can put a, a full 90 minutes of the quality That we've seen against St Mirren Then we'll be a decent side But we're yet to do that So we're still trying to achieve that Third versus fourth at the moment. Only it's only eight games, as I said. The league table doesn't matter too much at the moment, but um, it's a test for us, a real test for us. We've been we've been very good lately, and you know we'll have to ride to that occasion again, and, and that's the physical element that Aberdeen bring with it as well, and then try and take the game to them. You can see why Motherwell fans are, are loving life at the moment, Craig. Because if you're third place, you're obviously punching above your weight. Um, Something Stephen Robinson mentioned though, A young squad The youngest in the league in fact Or the youngest You know Sort of st- starting 11 um, Academy players As part of that So you know These Ultimately the, res- the result is king Right But but if you if you dig beneath that It's always nice to see Young players coming through Even better if they're young players From your academy And so on So um, There's clearly a lot of excitement Around for Park at the moment Yeah Ultimately You know Fans and clubs are looking for success But if you can Again some sort of success, um, which, which Motherwell have been successful at the minute and, and where they are in sitting third. But if you're doing it, you know, through, through the hard work of, of your academy and you've been able to, you know, bring players all the way through from kids' levels, 16s, 18s, right the way through into your first team and you're actually, you know, you're getting a high level of success with these, with these guys. It, it makes it all that much, much sweeter. I mean, Hugh, there's a temptation to write Aberdeen off because they've not been very good this season or they've, yeah. they've not been as good as they usually are. But at the same time, are we... Are we forgetting how good some of their players are? I mean, in Sam Cosgrove, you've got one of the most prolific strikers in the league. Scott McKenna returned before the break. This is, I don't want to start a debate on his valuation. Mm-hmm. So let's just say he's worth many millions of pounds. Yeah. You know, Lewis Ferguson, I know you, you touched on his situation. Um, but, but various guys in there, Mikey Devlin, who, who plays for Scotland the other night, surely that this, this idea that, you know, it's a. It's a 
A home win if you like that, that Aberdeen will have Designs on changing the, the, that I'm sure The players that you mentioned Scott McKenna Lewis Ferguson When he gets back in uh, Goalkeeper's very good um, Cosgrove uh, James Wilson Formerly of Manchester United They have now got to step up Because So far It hasn't been good enough And the remedy is in their hands uh, As I say I applaud The Motherwells of this world who have taken advantage of the fact that Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen have gone for a wander. Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen have got to come back from their wander uh, because they are three of our biggest clubs and what they're doing at the moment is inadequate. I mean, Derek McInnes talking about yesterday um, wishes it was January the 1st, Craig. Such is his desperation to add to his squad. He's, um, he's wishing away the next couple of months. So he'll be delighted to get guys like Scott McKenna back before the break. I know there still are other problems as well. Yeah, and you know Scott came back and played the game before the break, but he wasn't involved in the national setup there, so there's a real opportunity to get him fit, and and he's probably he, he's probably one of the main players. Um, you know, Cosgrove scores the goals, but McKenna's been holding it together at the back, so we'd be delighted to to get him back and, and get some some work into him over the international break. Um, I'm also happy that he's already been promised plenty of funds for the January transfer window that he can't wait for. Yeah, well, that'll be that. <laughs> that'll be the next thing. Um, but. It is it's so early in the season, Hugh? You can hear Stephen Robinson there talking about not not really focusing on on the league table, but it, you know, eventually, Mother are not going to hang around and and wait to see if Hearts get better or, or Hibs get better. No, no. We've we've seen it in the past with teams who just make a really strong start to the season, and it's enough to it's enough to maybe propel them into the top six or whatever whatever the aim turns out to be. We have a glass ceiling here. It's called third place. No one will ever occupy second or first because that belongs to Celtic or Rangers or Rangers or Celtic. Uh, so you're trying to be the best of the rest And at the moment that's Motherwell uh, But they also have to learn to live with that And as I say the three big ones Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen They have to be much better than they have so far been Here we mentioned how well Motherwell have done When you know Aberdeen and Hearts and Hibs have, have gone for a, for a wander um, See if they were just sat like at the top of a, a of a pack That were chasing Rangers and, Or not chasing Rangers But behind Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. But they've, they've got an opportunity tomorrow To put seven points between themselves and Aberdeen yeah. Which, you know, they're only three points behind Celtic at the minute So it's not just that they're doing the best of the rest They're actually, yeah. they're doing great things and, at the minute I, I, I get it, I know there's a famous saying in this part of the world About, you know, if my yeah, auntie, yeah, yeah, etc yeah, 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 yeah. You know where I'm going uh, Don't have to finish that one But, but, but genuinely, to, to, to lose that home game against Ross County that, that must be Stephen Robinson must be Kicking himself yeah. And yes I know Every team can do that I get that But it was a game They had in their grasp They were at home Against Ross County um, You know The table could have Looked even better But Maybe it's There's a lot of Impressive individuals Clearly Craig you know, Declan Gallagher Gets the um, International recognition Didn't get on the, on the pitch In the end But get yeah. called up To the squad Alan Campbell Just continues to Rack up Numerous caps for yeah, the under 21s yeah. Liam Polworth a bit under the radar You know signed from, from Inverness is, is assisting nearly every single week yeah. So there's been a complete change Remember there was this time when everyone got so uptight About how Motherwell were physical and direct now. now that there's been a total change to their style of play They're going three up front as well And they're kind of dynamic smaller type players Which which you wouldn't probably associate Um but you know, I, sp- I actually spoke to Decky Gallagher um, when I went to see the Scotland squad um, last week, and, and he was talking about Polworth, and he, and he said Polworth is a really, really good player. Uh, still time for you to get involved in the phones: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, just a reminder um, of 
tonight's question This was Russell Abercrombie who sent it in He's looking for the last eight non-Scots Who've won the Scottish League Cup as a manager The guys have only got one so far They've got Kenny Shields Ronnie Dylan. <laughs> yes Come on Jude It's the only one I've got on my page oh, Seriously <laughs> What is wrong with you two? There's a really obvious one If you don't mind me saying mm-hmm. Not that obvious clearly No no trust me Martin O'Neill Right, he's one. Back. Right, right, okay. you're, you're right, but there's an even more obvious yeah. one. Okay, Tony Mowbray. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not the obvious one. I'm just asking. No. Right. Okay. Trust me when I say it's more obvious than Tony Mowbray. For a number of reasons. Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he only won it three times. He only won the last three. Okay, you only okay. played under him. Okay. Right, yeah, we'll, I bet I got it, didn't I? We'll leave it there Because there's plenty of time Brendan Rodgers, Ronnie Dyla, Kenny Shields, Martin O'Neill Four down and four to go let's, join in. let's speak to Reese. Just uh, Reese is not far away, he's in Faithfully Hi Reese. Hi there What's, your mind, what's uh, on your uh, mind tonight, Reese? Just want to ask Greg Beatty how he thinks uh, Rangers need to sign a striker in January More than Celtic, eh? No, he right, said they okay. both do He said they both do, uh, do you not? I, I, uh, I said they both do, yeah He said the Rangers more so um, Rangers No no I don't think I did say that I th- no, n- Numerically I said uh, Rangers have to sign one Because if Defoe or Morelos Gets injured I think they're very very short Celtic What about if Edward Gets injured And you said Bayer's not good enough And Griffith I don't think Bayer's doing it And I don't know where Griff is Yeah so I think They both need to strengthen So I think Celtic need to strengthen In terms of quality I think Rangers have to Strengthen in terms of numbers I actually agree with Reese. I think the, the bigger danger is at Celtic Park because if Edward, who again in midweek scores a hat-trick for the French under-21 side uh, and has shown incredible form at that level, uh, if anything happens to Edward, a simple everyday injury that happens to Craig Beatty, to everybody who ever played professional football, I think Celtic are in a bit of bother there because Bio, and again I agree with Craig, I don't think he looks... Up to the job of being a prolific goal scorer for Celtic Have we seen enough of him? I think First impressions can sometimes be lasting impressions And I look at him and think I thought his first impression was good though Was that not the Hearts game? Well I mean Claimed two goals Neither was his um, yeah, but he played see, a big part see, in them see though, the didn't fact he? that we're asking this question Have we seen enough of him I think it, I think that tells us now at this stage What we need to know if, I think if he was good enough To be a top top player And really push it Maybe have rotated it a then, bit more Then we wouldn't be talking yeah, about this okay, And we would have more game time uh, Reese, what do you think? Uh, no I was just about to ask Craig About his opinion is there What's your opinion on it? Uh, I think uh, we've got the four and nine goals In seven games We've got Manel mm-hmm. Five and eight I think we're doing alright Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like to stick up for him because it's easier to to stick the boot in, quite frankly. But Craig doesn't didn't say that that Morelos and Defoe weren't good. Obviously, it was more about the numbers. Yes, totally, okay. purely numbers. Uh, Watty Hunter has been on though. Says he's sent a nice picture of uh, Craig Stewart. He thinks that could be a potential solution to that. Because bear in mind, we are discussing a problem that hasn't hasn't yeah. arisen. But that's fine. That's what we do. Hypotheticals are fair well, currency I, I, listen, on this. Greg Again, Stewart is a, a natural striker. You know that's that's his stock and trade. Does he not do his best work off the front? Yeah, I I think he does his best his best work off the front. And if you were to say to any Rangers fan out there that if you're in there now, you're top of the league, you're going to be challenging for the league come Christmas. If there's something happened, are you okay with, with Greg Stewart leading the line for you trying to win this this league title? I think the answer would be a a resounding no. It's maybe a lot easier this season because they don't 
at the moment seem to have suspensions to Alfredo Morelos to worry about. So the two of them have, have been pretty much available every week, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, so far, Morelos and Defoe. Uh, it's still time for you to get in touch. We're here until just before eight o'clock tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'll take one more guess from you each on the teaser. Big advocate. Yep. Craig. Only three to get Alright I'll give you some thinking time And we'll try and get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Craig Beatty are here And they are They are now closing in On the answers to tonight's full time teaser Thank you to Russell Abercrombie For sending it in Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to send a question in And hear it on the show Tonight Russell is looking for Eight Mm non-Scots Who have The last eight non-Scots Who've won the Scottish League Cup As a manager You've got Brendan Rodgers Ronnie Dyla Kenny Shields Martin O'Neill And Dick Advocat The Glasgow expression for dancing Vim (laughs) Jansen Yes And I suspect you're up to your games I it's not me, it's Russell that sent the question in I suspect Danny Lennon Who played his football for Northern Ireland But won the League Cup for St Man. There we go, we are pretty consistent On our, our quizzes, or teasers Whether it be a Saturday we, we go by football nationality And Russell has sent in Danny Lennon Scottish by birth But represented Northern Ireland I was I was going to give you a clue If you hadn't got it So, But you managed it Only one to get Still plenty of time to get it We've got Raymond on the line We'll speak to him very soon indeed But let's continue looking ahead To some of the other fixtures tomorrow Hugh uh, What else catches your eye? St Mirren perhaps when, well, Will they ever score again? Some of the fans <laughs> have been asking They've got a chance It's against St Johnson isn't it? Um, Battle of the Saints 11th against 12th Yeah um, Jim Goodwin uh, Remains remarkably positive uh, And with home advantage uh, I'd be inclined towards St Mirren Sorry about that, Jim. Um, sorry about that, Jim. Right, yeah, because whoever Hugh tips, it's the opposite team. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I, I, it could probably be a very, very narrow one now. St. Mum, um, St. Mum defend pretty well. We, we know that they, they don't concede a lot of goals, um, and I think it's important that Jim sets up structurally not to concede a lot of goals. Um, whereas St. Johnson, on the other hand, goal difference is really, really poor, and, and they're conceding so. If the uh, St Man can nick a goal It could yeah. be enough to win the match I mean Jim Goodwin is obviously Hoping this weekend Is when the, the scoring form changes It's three goals In the league this season And uh, the manager says it You know It's very possibly a confidence issue I'm desperate for the players uh, I think I'm you know More desperate for them Than they are themselves Because I can see how hard they're working And training And how Desperate they are To, to give the supporters Something to cheer about So you know We're the home team on Saturday uh, the onus is on us to go and take the game to St Johnston, and that's what we're trying to do. I think you know strikers, in particular, are um, big on confidence, and um, you know obviously, particularly when you're new coming to a, a new club, you want to get up and running as early as possible. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened for the boys as of yet. But um, you know, I, I maintain the fact that I've got huge confidence in them. I see them day in day out. I know the qualities that they have. Unfortunately. Things probably just haven't went their way um, on a match day at the moment. But as I keep saying, it's certainly not for the lack of trying or the lack of effort. And um, I'm confident that it'll change. You know, every other part of our game's okay. There are some things that are brutally obvious in football. You don't score, you don't win matches. You don't win matches, you'll be in trouble at the end of the season. St Mirren need to find those goals. Craig, perhaps by tapping into your own experiences, what about when 
Strikers move to new clubs And it takes them a while To get up and running Yeah it can probably affect Your, your confidence um, To be fair It didn't I, I was quite fortunate That I, I normally done okay Just after I, I had signed For a new club You know my debut Or my, my second third game That kind of got off and running um, So probably wasn't Affected by that too badly But I could understand Where that could come from Especially in a team Who are kind of set up To be defensive Who are struggling At the bottom of the league Who are probably not Going to create you A lot of chances And you probably get that feel Within a match That if you miss an opportunity You're not going to get Another one for the rest of the game So it, it's probably A little bit disheartening I mean practically What is that What does that mean Is it Do you start snatching at things Do you you know What is it that How does that manifest itself Into when You find yourself In front of goal Or you find yourself Trying to create chances I think everybody's Everybody's different Everybody's individual um, I used to watch Chris Boyd And I know he scored Loads and loads and loads of goals But see when he missed a chance It, it looked to me like He didn't care You know he could miss One or two chances And it, his The demeanour he gave off Was well It's your opportunity It's your time to create Another chance for me To then have the luxury of missing And that was his mindset Um Whereas other players, if, if they miss a chance, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to get another one here. That's me blowing it. I'm going to be out of the team. I'm going to get taken off. You start to get distracted, and, and that's where it affects players' confidence. Raymond's and Pollock. What's on your mind tonight, Raymond? How are you doing, guys? Good, Good. thank you. Uh, it was just to pick uh, Craig up on a couple of points that he was saying. Uh, it was to do with the saying if uh, Morelos was to get injured, that Rangers would have to rely on somebody like Jermaine Defoe at the age of 37, whatever he is. I, mean, I don't think that's really a bad thing to rely on you know what I mean the guy's top scorer in the league the now he's only played a handful of games yep. I'd just like to hear what you think of that um, I, I, to be honest it's it's pretty self-explanatory Raymond I just think that if I was a Rangers fan and I was going there week in week out and hypothetically Morelos is, is taking maybe an injury that's going to be 46 weeks I'm then looking at that and I'm going to say is Defoe going to manage every minute every match is, you know, is it midweek games is it weekend games it, it's it's a lot of game time. It kind of looks like manage. it at the moment. It looks like fair. it at the moment. But but Stephen Gerrard's also been spelling it to them. They've been managing each other. Yeah, he's a top scorer at the minute. All I'm just giving you my opinion based on on how I see it, how I call it, and and having played the game for years. And I think that Rangers need to bring another striker. And if they're if they're serious, and something happens to one of them two, and they're serious about mounting a, a challenge for the league, I think they need another striker. Which one of them plays on Sunday, Raymond? Uh, I'd say Morelos. It's got to be. Yeah. Definitely What makes you say that? It's just the guy on form now I mean, Obviously Defoe's on form as well So it's, it's kind of tip for tap with the two of them But I think Morelos is the main man He's a, he's our main striker he And Defoe's obviously a, a good backup to him Morelos and will terrorise Hearts Terrorise Hearts they, 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 can't, they can't defend uh, Mother went there and scored three times uh, There's no reason why Rangers can't do that And Defoe's a very handy guy Uh to have on the bench uh, Again You know Craig's not giving me a lift home So I can say what I like um, uh, I really do think Celtic have The the bigger concern In that regard If anything happens to Edward If an injury happened to Odson Edward I'm not sure that Bio can pick up Where oh, Edward that, left yeah. off And Lee Griffiths I'd, I'd, I'd like Neil to update us one day On where he is And what's going on there And we wish him all the very best But he must be a long, long way off first-team football. Every time you think... I mean, Morelos, I think, has established himself, Raymond, as the number one. You know, if, if, there's, a, if there's a cup final tomorrow, I'm pretty sure Morelos starts it. At the same time, though, every every time you think it's become clearer, Defoe does something that, that sort of strengthens his case as well, doesn't he? 
Well, well that's what, what my point was. I mean, I don't think if Morelos was to get injured, it would be alarm bells because I think the way Rangers are they now, I mean, they've got Greg Stewart there that can come in as well. They've got, uh, as they were talking about earlier about the wingers, saying a lot of wingers don't be successful as strikers. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo started off as a winger, you know what I mean, and turned out to be arguably one of the best strikers in the world. Peter Lovenkrantz as well for Rangers, when he played him through the middle, turned out to be a cracking striker as well. So, and if Rangers were to get injuries, I think there is players there that are able to step into the positions. Raymond, I take it you're not of a mind to, to throw Ryan Kent back in? Is it a bit more of a, a patient approach with him? Uh, well, I don't know how how he's getting on training. And yeah, that. I think I mean, he's. He, I think he's. You know, he's available. I think that it's going to come probably too soon for Ryan Jack. Um, I think Kent could be involved, but with the team winning, is that is there any need to? Well, that's the point, isn't it? You don't change a winning team, but Ryan Kent's obviously a good addition. It came in maybe sixty minutes game. We run out, see how the game's going. You know what I mean? Yeah, because listen, we're going back a few weeks now. Hubert arrived to, to such fanfare. It was the the big money move and yeah. all the rest of it. Um, they get injured on his on his second debut, there, but no, Rangers actually haven't missed him yet. No, there's no need for him to rush back. And Steven Gerrard must be uh, of a mind to manage the injury problem that Ryan Kent had, uh, and he is going to be a vitally important player further down the line. But the last thing you would do is risk another breakdown by bringing him in too quickly. Raymond, why did you say you look, you don't change a winning team? What's your thoughts on that? Why would why would you say that? Well, Rangers are playing well now as they are. I don't see why you would change it, you know what I mean? Obviously, Gerard likes to rotate these formations and likes to rotate the players and that, but obviously we're talking about Morelos and Defoe. I would start with Morelos for all your big games and obviously Defoe is your backup striker. Yeah, but Gerard, Gerard has been changing his winning team. Yeah, but in terms of Ryan Kent, though, I think the point is you've got a guy that's coming back. Why would you go out your way to... To get him in that team, but you at the probably moment. don't have to rush him in at the minute. I think um, specifically that's you, what it was about. You don't, ha- you don't have to to rush him in right now. You could probably bed him in. The, the team's on form; they've got plenty of options, and you know, especially hamstring and muscular injuries, they can be difficult yeah. to manage upon return, especially if he's not experienced it before. Raymond and Pollock, you're the man that'll see us out tonight. Thank you very much. That was the final call of the evening. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Quickly, Hugh, because we, we like to cover off as many as we can. Hamilton Hibbs, Kilmarnock, Livy as well. Um, yeah, Livy It's been a shame for them Because they've had to Go into cold storage For two weeks After having that result Of performance against Celtic uh, But they will know uh, That Kilmarnock have picked up And then some So that's going to be uh, A meeting of two teams With plastic pitches At Kilmarnock uh, I slightly fancy Kilmarnock uh, What about the other one? Hamilton against Hibs I mean Paul Heckenbottom's Another one Craig is just desperate for a win and the Aki's good luck about predicting the Aki's because for years now that you're never really predictably sure. unpredictable, yeah. Um, you know, Paul Heckenbottom's desperate for a result and you know he's a good result against Celtic there recently and it's probably not the worst game for him. Um I, I get the pitch is not great, but it, the pressure's off a little bit, um, because away from it's, it's an away game as as opposed to, to playing at Easter Road under the pressure he's been under. So it's possibly a favourable game for, for Paul Heckenbottom. You two have got one more I'm... left to get on the teaser. A reminder of the question for anyone playing along at home we're looking for the last eight non-Scots to win the Scottish League Cup as a manager you've got Brendan Rodgers Ronnie Dyla Kenny Shields Martin O'Neill Dick Advocat Wim Janssen and Danny Lennon who was born in Scotland uh, but played his international football for Northern Ireland I think I know this go for it Craig my whole weekend is resting on this oh no the pressure I gave you 
Kerry Shields I gave you Ronnie Dial I gave you Dick Advocate I hope this is right I gave you Daddy Leonard <laughs> Hurry up Jimmy Nickel Ah he's done it Well done yeah, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> I've never seen you Keevan so happy He never smiles But he just smiled there There we go Jimmy Nickel 1994 Any Who scored in that final? Oh, nah, I can't Pinocchio. remember Pinocchio scored Can't remember There we go Thank you to Craig Beatty And Hugh Keevans We are back tomorrow At 2 o'clock Some fantastic fixtures Coming up We would love for you To join us We'll go through Every kick of the ball uh, And have a good laugh Along the way In the meantime Your weekend can truly Get started Once Hugh goes up the road The GBX Friday Is up next Stay tuned Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.